You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Tell them, MG. Never rat on your family. Never. Filthy. Use the best The City of Brockton is now in your hands. The Brockton Mass City of Champions app is a revolutionary civic app that will give whoever downloads it a full picture of the City of Brockton. Users of this app can discover new businesses and restaurants, have access to the local transit system schedule, learn who the Brockton elected officials are, explore attractions and amenities, and stay up to date with the latest news and information going on in the City of Champions. Among the many amazing features of the app is its business directory feature. This business directory is comprised of over 2,000 known businesses in the City of Champions. Business owners who claim their business will have the advantage of free promotion on the app. They will have the ability to inform users of their menus, special deals and discounts, and any other pertinent information. Here's how to claim your business. First, on a laptop or computer, visit claim.mycivicapps.com and click the Claim My Business button at the bottom of the screen. Next, type in Brockton Mass City of Champions plus your business name in the appropriate search bars. Once your business appears on the screen, press Claim, enter a name, email, and password for the account, and click Continue. Finally, fill out all of your pertinent business information. This includes everything from the business location, hours, and more. Once complete, click the Save and send to moderator button for a final approval. Once the moderator approves, your account is all yours to customize and use however is best for your business. If you cannot find your business on the app, please email listmylocalbusiness at gmail.com and a moderator will ensure your business is inputted into the app for you to claim. The Brockton Mass City of Champions app is available for download on both the Apple and Android app stores. Download the app today. Fighting critters in the front yard ever feel like you're in the front lines? You buy tons of name brand camp killers that swear up and down they'll take out the problem first spray. Well, our intel says otherwise. Forget all that. Call us, Old Colony Pest Control. Tell them that Red Revere sent you. We handle commercial and residential pest control needs. Take care of anything from ants, roaches, ticks, mosquitoes, rats, and more. No wildlife or termites at this time. Call us at 774-400-5993, and we'll bring in the big guns. Check. 
Trick of the Play, a cash team production, is looking for actors and singers to fill several slots for this upcoming live play. For more information, please call 216-394-8926. That's Sugar the Play, auditions at 216-394-8926. No individual having the opportunity to have a better life for themselves or for their children if they have the chance to scale a wall, to swim across a river, they're gonna take it. And the sad thing is, most Americans don't know what freedom really is. We will move forward to pass comprehensive immigration reform and a path towards citizenship. They are laying waste to the very American Republic that has been the greatest country in the history of the world. I did agree with some of the things that Donald Trump did, right, because I do believe that there should be a vetting process. Is that unreasonable to ask? Make sure you don't, you're not affiliated with any gangs? Why would we want you here? Get out. The majority of the crimes that I prosecute as the chief law enforcement officer in Suffolk County are citizens of this country. We grow enough here, we don't need to import more. If I could deport them, I would. USA! Life hard is so hard in Haiti or in the country that they have before, they'll take the risk of getting caught. If you have five, ten thousand dollars to pay a coyote to bring you illegally across the border, pay to apply and come here legally. She always said that like my situation is different, that I don't have the same opportunities as everyone else. I'm not gonna tell you about their life walk. I'm not gonna tell you about how they got here. I'm not gonna tell you about the journey they're experiencing. No, that doesn't matter. Them, they. Sooner or later, I started to get brought into like meetings with lawyers. On day one, we end a border policy which allows federal agents to snatch babies from the arms of their mothers. That's when I realized like I'm an outcast. Where is my protection? Where is my family's protection? I need to know who you are because if I sneak into Mexico and I commit a crime, there's no documentation of me being in Mexico. We come from, you know, maybe different backgrounds where we share similar experiences. I am you. you. I, I am you. you. In the end, we remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. What up, everybody? Kevin Jackson here. If you feel the need and you want to get in touch with the hot topics from today's headlines, you got to check out The Booth with Keith. Send us the one, Hayes. Tell him Kevin Jackson sent you. The following conversation is real. It took place on Tuesday, June 8th of 2004 between a Blonde Star advisor and a subscriber. Blonde Star emergency. This is Steve. Is there an emergency in your vehicle? Oh my God. Oh my God. I've locked myself in my car and the keys are on the outside. Ma'am. Oh my God. Ma'am, I need you to calm down. Okay. It's, it's just that the windows are rolled up and I'm starting to sweat. My keys are on the outside. Now, your keys are on the outside of the vehicle? Yes. Oh my God. Now, does your car have automatic locks or? Uh, yes, 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 okay, yes. Okay. Here's what I need you to do. Take hold of the inside of your door handle there. Are you doing this? 
Um. The shiny thing. Grab the oh. shiny thing. Uh, okay, I've got it. I've got it. Okay, now give that a tug. Okay. Did it open? Yes. Oh my God! Thank you. Okay, now what is that noise? Oh, that's not door alarm. Yeah, but that only happens if the keys are in the ignition, hun. Oh my God! You know what? Your keys are actually in your ignition. Yes. Okay. Oh my God! Thank you so much, Blonde Star. That's why we're here. Do you need anything? Blonde Star. No, that's always crazy. on, because you're always blonde. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? This is blasphemy. This is madness. This is the boot. It's your boy, Sinister One, broadcasting live from the City of Champions. You are listening and watching The Booth. And if you love this show, if you like this show, guys, I know you do. I've been checking my analytics, and I've got people watching from all over the world. Just make sure to smash that subscribe button on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe on all the places that you're listening. If you're on Anchor, Spotify, all the podcast sites, much love to everybody for tuning in. I got to thank my big guests from last week. Last week was the first Tuesday of the month, and I had my guys on. Ken Diesel, R Squared, Robert Resnick, Ken Diesenhoff, both attorneys, and they locked it down. We talked about some lawyer stuff with some legal stories, and then we broke down the Ukraine invasion, which is now in its 13th day. Um... And I'm going to get into that later in the show during the Biden bombshells section. Um, before we get into my first guest, as you can see, she's up in the left-hand corner. Uh, my sponsors, Michael Douglas Barreto, MDB Electronics. That's where I get my controllers fixed on my Xbox. If something goes wrong, I send it out to him. 24, 48 hours, I'm back to gaming. As you can see, I got my Boba Fett on here right now. Uh, my artist, Viana Marie, her music is streaming everywhere. Um, we showed out for Melodic's event in New Hampshire last week, and then she's got a performance coming up on March 23rd I'm going to talk about. Tactical Target Systems, that's where I get my targets from, that you see me when I take some time to go to the range and blow off some steam. Those are my zombie targets there because 
I'm a black guy who's afraid of the zombie apocalypse. I'm damn scared of the zombie apocalypse to the point where I want to be the next Rick Grimes, like I say every time on this show. So I'm just going to hold it down and make sure I'm ready to go. But it looks like I'm going to need some Russian targets because we might have Red Dawn up in here. So we'll see. Uh, T-shirt winner. My last T-shirt winner, Felicia. There's her and her kids showing off the T-shirt she got from ILoveBostonSports.com, one of my sponsors. You can win a shirt. Actually, I had a winner last week. He was in the chat. He was talking all types of smack and crack. But, like I said, if you talk in the chat and you're making my analytics go up, you can win a shirt. I picked him for a shirt. Guess what? He didn't answer, so I'll have to pick another winner. So we'll go from there. Mike Smith was our winner before that. And then Old Colony Pest Control, veteran-owned by Carl Bunnell, 774-400-5993. Spring is coming. You want to get these pests out of your house and keep them from coming in the house? Give Carl Bonella a call, Old Colony Pest Control. Now, before we get into the news booth, we're going to have an interview with my first guest on the left-hand side. Um, I actually met her through a contact, Gloria Shea, who has a play coming out this year called Sugar the Play. And this woman here was actually trying out for one of the parts, but she's, an, she's a comedian. She's a funny lady. Her name is C.C. Bullock. What's going on? Hi, Keith. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. And no, no, I love having you on. And big props to your son for helping you out, <laughs> getting this online, man. He's a good dude. You know, it's it, I like seeing guys helping their moms out. You know, so many so many kids out there need to recognize and help their moms out. So I'm giving them a big applause Thank for you. that, getting her all straight with the Zoom and all that stuff. And um, But we got to talk about this. You know, you're going to be, let's talk about this play first, because that's how I met you. I met you through yeah. you auditioning for this play, Sugar the Play. And, uh, you know, even though you do comedy, um, play is this play something that you're looking forward to doing and being involved with? Without a doubt, I um, read for Lola, which is the lead, and we had our third audition, the first one in person on Saturday, and um, mm -hmm. we had a nice turnout. Um, matter of fact, a comedian friend, Jen Jen, and another friend of mine, Donna's, and I was a theater kid, um, so I am really looking forward to this, and Gloria and I, it seems like I've known her for years, but we've actually known each other about the same amount of time that I've known you. So I am. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, we just met. Um, so the third, the two interviews were with you and Gloria via Zoom. And then we had the first in-person interview. But I'm, I mean, um, audition, but I'm very excited about this journey. Nice. We got a lot of people in the chat. What's going on? Travis Protecton, host of the Oscar Mike radio show. He's got a great show coming up Thursday night. So you guys want to make sure to check his show out. It's co-produced by myself, Cinestorm Productions. Dave, what's going on? I see you in the chat. Dave Haggerty, all you guys, thank you for supporting this show. And um, comedy. I saw some of your stuff. I saw your interview when you were on Gloria's show. And um, you got some funny stuff out there. You're all over the place in Cleveland. You're doing improv and things of that sort. How did you get started in comedy? Wow. Well, believe it or not, um, I always I want to be the next Anita Baker or the, the next Paul Abdul. My base is Cleveland oh. Institute of Music and Dance since I was like five. So I've always wanted to be on stage and I always entertained with my dad. And my mom was best dressed 1970 in Ebony magazine. So I've been on a catwalk oh, wow. since a newborn. Um, you know, but as far as comedy goes, I dated a couple of comedians in the improv circuit. Ron Ramey, who we lost to cancer, I believe in 2015, 
Mm-hmm. And then Mark Reedy, who is still around. And Mark used to play, he used to be my hairstylist in Chicago. And he did part-time comedy at All Jokes Aside, which used to be a black, mm-hmm. uh, was a Black-owned comedy spot. They're, they're no longer in business. Mark now lives in Cleveland, but he was the one that told me, you know, Cheryl, you got to do comedy. So he told me to take the improv class with Dave Swenson. And I've taken it, I believe, three times and I've hosted it twice. I just hosted, not even a month ago, I hosted the graduating class. And um, mm-hmm. now I've, it's, I just celebrated mm-hmm. my four-year anniversary last week. So I've been doing stand-up for four years. Wow, and I applaud you because I actually just shared a video um, about 18 years ago. We used to have a stand-up comic who used to come on this show. He was the postman. And he would come on and do these these things on every Friday. And then he blew us off a couple of Fridays. So I kind of gave it to him. And he's like, well, stand-up isn't that easy. So he challenged me to do stand-up. Oh, my God. And, um... For two weeks, I had to write my own jokes, and then I had to actually do my own stand-up routine. So if anybody is looking to see it, it's actually on my Facebook page. I actually just posted because during that time, Obama was running for president. Gas prices were at an all-time high, and I did a whole routine kind of based on that. But I'll tell you right now, it's (laughs) (laughs) nerve-wracking. I'm definitely going to check it out. But um, it is nerve-wracking because I had to to come up with how am I going to open – for these people and you know for me it was i took what i watched from all the guys in my you know my 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 experience with stand-up comedy started with my dad and my mom when they would drag out those comedy records those red fox those shirley yes. caesar records those uh richard pryor records and you know the records that they listened to when company came by <laughs> and you was drinking or sipping on a little bit of something then when everybody left those would go back into the crate and go back into the closet then when your parents went out you pulled those records out and you listened to those records. And that's how exactly. I started liking, you know, the Red Foxes, all these people. Then, you know, as I got older, you know, my I remember my dad taking us to see the Richard Pryor comedy movies. And then Eddie Murphy hit the scene. And then that oh, was, yeah. you know, I was in the 80s and 90s. So for me, Eddie Murphy was it. And then Chris Rock. And then now we have who we have who've inspired. Now, you talked about doing improv and stuff. And that's funny because I feel like even today... I feel like improv comedy doesn't get the respect that it fully deserves. Everybody's all about the stand-up comedy. But I feel like your great comedians are the ones who take that time and perfect their craft in improv. I feel like improv is the real way to kind of show your comedic skills. There was an improv show on NBC where they just threw topics at you, and you had to... So how do you feel? Because you, I saw you do the Cleveland Improv Theater and stuff. How is that? What do, you, what do you like better? Do you like stand-up better or do you like improv? Well, I like them both. Be, but improv, the show I think you're talking about is Whose Line Is It Anyway? Or something with Drew mm-hmm. Carey and yes. Wayne Brady. So that's hard to do. But see, I'm a storyteller. So everything that I say on stage has really happened. So I talk about raising twins. I talk about having a son with autism. I talk about um, being divorced, being married, adultery, all of that. Every single thing that I say on stage for four years has been absolutely true. A lot of people don't know that. But um, Lonnie Love called me up on stage. It was a sold out crowd at the improv. 
And mm -hmm. she was like, what I like about you, she, well, first thing she asked me, and no one's ever asked me this, what kind of comedian are you? I said, a storyteller. And she sipped her drink and critiqued me in front of a sold out crowd. And I mean, I, you know, you can't take pictures in the improv. So all I have is the memories. But it was, uh, I mean, I just couldn't believe it. But, and my friend that was with me, she was like, Cheryl, you, you nailed it. Well, I trained at the improv every Saturday, well, three Saturdays a month, noon to four. And then you, perf you perform in front of a live audience that following after that last Saturday class, that following Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And Dave Swenson, he helped me to create CC Bullock. Yeah, but I like wow. them both. But I um, improv is something you have to really have a skill set. I go to acting school. I go to hold acting school. I'll start back again. And there's an improv class every Sunday night. And I put in, mm -hmm. sometimes I'm there for five hours a day. You know? Oh, wow. oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Five hour wow. days. Mm -hmm. um, hold. And that's like three or four times a week. Yeah. It's, and what kind of things do you do in your, in your improv? What kind of things do they throw at you? Um, we do icebreakers and they, we do where we all stand in a line. They give us a topic and we get up there and say the topic and then somebody can break in and, and they have to oh. continue the story from where we left off. So some there's some class members that are too scared to get up in the audience, but then <laughs> we line up and that's how we do it. And then, you know, we get back in line and we keep doing it. And you have to continue the story that whoever the first comedian or well, actor, actually, it's not a comedy school, um, where they left off. It's it's a hoot. Wow. See that that. So see that repetition. Yes. And that forcing you to kind of think on the fly mm -hmm. is how you perfect that exactly. craft. How you get that mental memory mm -hmm. when, you're, when you're doing what you need to do up on stage. Monty Moore, family in the chat what's up monty my cousin he says true he's talking about you know the records and hiding Glo gloria shay talk back with gloria <laughs> shay she's in the chat hello everybody who's in here cc bullock is in here with us and um she's done stand-up comedy and she just was like she was she was just talking about improv and you know like i said my hat goes off to you because that's some of the hardest stuff to do it's 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 pretty nerve-wracking mm -hmm. what was your toughest moment ever on stage um, it's funny. Somebody just asked me yes, Sunday, I was in a business meeting. They were like, have you ever bombed? And four years running, I have not. And I, I don't know a lot of comedians that can say that, but I swear to you, mm -hmm. I have never bombed because you can tell the difference between and no shade to any stand-up comedian, but you can tell the difference in the people that have taken the improv class and acting class than the ones that have not. You know, you have to know your audience. I mean, I grew up That's in right. a predominantly Jewish area and I grew up with money. So a lot of places, if you're in your Akron or lower income areas, I'm not gonna stand on stage and talk about my upbringing because I would lose the audience. Right. Or talk about, oh yeah, I was at a resort with uh, Jay Farrow in Cancun in November. That is true, but I'm not gonna talk about that with people that probably can't afford to go out of town. So it's right, all about, right. and you don't, it's not like they give you who's going to be in the audience. So you have to come out, whatever order you're in, look at the audience or the venue and know what jokes are going to work for this audience and what are not. And I never talk about politics. <laughs> I stay way away mm. from that. Never. 
Yeah, it's a hot topic now. Yes. And to be honest, I got to ask you about this because I feel like stand-up comedy right now is getting a bad rap. <laughs> I, I've always felt that stand-up comedy is freedom of speech, number one, because it's an art, number one. And I always know, even though when you went to see guys like Sam Kinison, Richard Pryor, George Collin, even though the stuff that they said was an assault on your ears, mm -hmm. when you left their show... You, you actually sat and you thought about what they said. The same with like Eddie Murphy and stuff. Even though that Raw and Delirious are just classic comedic performances, mm -hmm. when you left that, you thought about what they said. And I feel like today, this dangerous thing of attacking comedians for their routines right. is a dangerous, dangerous step in society. And I think people need to step back. My feeling is... If you're going to see a Kevin Hart, you know what you're getting into. You shouldn't be going to Kevin Hart and then turn around and say, well, he offended me. Mm -hmm. Then why was you there? Exactly. Because if you know who Kevin Hart is and what he's going to make jokes about, you should not be offended. You shouldn't even have your... So we see this happening a lot at the comedy club level. Mm -hmm. You know, you're getting the hecklers. You're getting... Have you seen... How are, how are most of you comedians kind of dealing with this unnecessary... Uh uh, stuff that's going on. It's crazy. I've lost friends on social media because one of my first lines is I talk about adultery, okay? And I talk about, mm -hmm. and this is a true story, my ex-husband committed adultery with a dark-skinned woman, okay? So there are people that I went to shake her with, and this particular person is a nurse, and she was older than me, but she was offended. It's a true story. I'm light-skinned, She's dark, but the funny thing is her husband is Italian. So how could I offend you? Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's ridiculous. So basically I had to just block her and unfriend her. You don't have to listen to my comedy on YouTube or on Instagram or Facebook. You choose to. And I am a storyteller. And even if I wasn't, but that is actually a true story. Mm -hmm. And my ex-husband was dark-skinned. I mean, we've had this since the beginning of time, though. You, you've seen the movie School Days, where they have the light-skinned people mm -hmm. in, the, in the beauty shop. You know, a lot of people right. of other cultures don't realize that within our own race, we attack one another. Like That's the newscasters. Right. Speak on it. I used to work for Channel 5. And um, you're, you see who's on the news, you know, and how long mm -hmm. it takes some of those people of color. It, the dark-skinned people, and it's no shade, it's just fact. This has been going on since slavery times. The light-skinned people were in the big house. Back in the day, I went to Spelman College. There was only light-skinned AKAs back in the day and only dark-skinned Deltas. Oh, yeah. My my godmother, we just mm. lost her in December. She was an AKA. And my, um, my godfather, who's deceased, he was a Tuskegee Airman. We've always had racism within our own culture. And I don't try to offend people, but I'm just talking about my life. And if you're offended, no, don't that's listen. funny because my artist, my my artist Vianna Marie, she uh, spent some time living in Mississippi, and as you guys have seen, Vianna Marie is light skinned, mm -hmm. and she said it's it, it. She says it's scary because down in Mississippi, she's she's criticized by whites and blacks. Yep down in Mississippi because she, she's light-skinned. So now she has this one side that thinks she's this. And, the, and, it, and I, so I was like, wow, that's just 
crazy. It's crazy. That down south, it's like that when you've already trying to come up and you're going to hate against your own people. Exactly. Because it, I just, unbelievable. Maddie C, sports for you and me. What's up? I see you in the chat. Gloria Shea says, shout out to CC. <laughs> she says she's seen you perform and you were awesome. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> no, just, just just speaking some truth bombs right there on, on that. So for me, it, it bothered me because I watched, I actually saw the Dave Chappelle performance in Connecticut at Foxwoods before he did it as a Netflix special. Mm -hmm. So when all the hate came out to Dave Chappelle and everybody was talking about how they was offended, I'm like, but if you've been watching the three specials leading up to this final special, you knew what Dave was going to talk about. You knew what bothered him. And the fact that he was personally connected to this person Mm-hmm. How is it offending that community? And I couldn't understand that. And I said, "Yo, better watch out. It's a dangerous, dangerous slope to to get into." Gregory Lee says, "Too light to be black, too dark to be white." Yeah. Ooh, exactly. Gregory Lee talking about the lights. It and it's funny because there's a hit song on the radio right now, and I'm not. I can't remember the rapper who sings it, but the whole rap song is him and another rapper talking about um, Redbone. Yeah, that's what I was called growing it's up. It's all derogatory words, yet this is a top 40 hit song being played all over the radio. And I'm like, why is this a hit? Right. I don't every time I hear it on the radio, I'm like, I don't even know why this song's a hit. Mm-hmm. This is this is a direct this is the type of stuff that Viana Marie says when she was walking down the street in Mississippi. These are the things that be yelling out at her while she's walking down the street. Hey, you know this, this, this. Right. And it's just Wow, crazy. We kind of got off topic, but it's something good to get <laughs> But it's out there something that, that's they, going on in the world and a lot of white people and people of other cultures. They don't even realize that we have this within our own race. They have no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we, we hear it and you say it, you know, you hear it all the time. Um, Zendaya, oh, uh, God, famous yeah. actress, mm-hmm. she she's all over. She's talking all about you know, the things that she got because she was a lighter skin person versus other people. Allie you know, Berry, and, you know, she's uh, interracial, Mariah mm-hmm. Carey, you know, people just, you know, we can't win. <laughs> right, right, right. So let's get back to the comedy. Mm-hmm. You actually uh, was in a film called Con- uh, Common Creed yes. in 2019. You're actually filming a film listed on um, Doc Ether, which That's is correct. being filmed in the Cleveland area. And you're, can you talk about that one that you're filming right now? Well, or? we got... Sounds like a horror film. Yeah, like it's going to be a thriller. Um, and I play the lead character's best friend. And in Common Creed, as you know, I play the main character's mom. So Dark Ether, we got hit with COVID. So I can't really talk about a lot of it because I have no idea. But but I can talk about this. Javon Bates, who wrote the book, Dark Ether and Common Creed, he, him, um, Javon and I have collaborated and there's a um, we're bringing comedy to Orange Village, Ohio, and it's called The Comic Book. And I'm hosting, and our first show is St. Patrick's Day. So we're going to take Ooh. comedy all around the country. Um, and we're, we're, it's at a movie theater, Silver Spot. They may have a Silver Spot in Boston where they bring the food to your... To your- I- I think we did during, okay. and I think they closed down during COVID. COVID. They had just, I think they had just opened one um, up in downtown Boston right. just before COVID hit. And because COVID hit, they never got off the ground. Exactly. And I think that's the place that closed. Yeah. Yep. I, I remember just hearing about that. So we'll have to see. We definitely have to be here. Um, 
Yeah, so keep us updated. If you're coming to the Boston area, you're going to have to hit me up. We'll have to come check you out. Oh, I'm definitely going to. A friend of mine is a professor at Emerson, so I and I have a cousin in Boston. And is it pronounced Hopkinton? Is that how you pronounce it? Yep, Hopkinton. Yep, that's the starting line of the of the Boston Marathon. Yeah, Hopkinton. my cousin yep. Patty lives there. Um, I was just there Memorial Weekend, but we will definitely bring it to Boston. And so we're collaborating to do that. And as you know, I was in a Netflix film. Um, we Mm -hmm. I signed an NDA, so I don't really, I can't really say what it's going to be called, but it will be on Netflix, supposedly. Um, we finished up, I was on it from July to Halloween week, and it's supposed to be mm -hmm. on Netflix in September. And it's funny, because I'm smiling, because this is another Black community thing, where we have Black uh, celebrities and artists who are on Netflix. So back in the day... You know, if you was black and you was an actor or you was a comedian, and if you was in a Netflix film, you know, people would put their nose up and be like, you know, Netflix, whatever. <laughs> right. Now, you know, now Netflix is big. It is. Now, you know, Netflix is paying people. So when you when you tell people, yeah, I'm in a Netflix film, oh, okay. Right. Oh, you, oh, you working, working. Right. And somebody <laughs> asked me, they were like, did you get paid? I'm like, of course I got paid. <laughs> Netflix, those, I love seeing funny. those checks come in the mail. It's like Mona oh, Scott, man. okay? Um, but Common yeah, Creed, I, I, and, tell you, I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, I but we're on that. Prime. Video is, um, Common oh, Creed shoot, is on okay. Prime, just so people know. We didn't make it to Netflix. And let's be real. Yeah. Let's be real, though. Netflix, Amazon Prime, all these streaming sites, Voodoo, mm -hmm. to be honest, they've really opened up to the black communities oh, and allowed yeah. black filmmakers to put their product, because Newbie Rateau whose film IMU is coming out, mm -hmm. one of the places that he was getting his movies on was Amazon Prime right. and things of that sort because he wasn't able to sell it to the major markets. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, you're making these these artists and people are making a name for themselves, you know. Um, right. What's her name? Chandra from ABC. When they didn't want to pay her, she's like, okay, I'm going to Netflix. There Netflix you go. Said, We're going to pay her all that money to come to Netflix and produce shows for us. And she's yet to drop a new show there, but we, everybody's going to be ready for her to drop. Oh, her stuff. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> um, so you're going to hang around with oh, me yeah. and talk some of the topics for tonight. But before we get into my topics for tonight, I've got two comedian questions. I got to ask you, first of all, who do you feel was the biggest loss to comedy of all time? Oh, wow. Of all time. Well, I'm torn. Richard Pryor in the fact that he's deceased, but Bill mm -hmm. Cosby in the fact that he was shamed. And I know that's a tough subject for a lot of people, but we wouldn't be here mm -hmm. if it wasn't for himself and Bill Cosby. And the storyteller is truly Bill Cosby. Clean comedy, his name is all over. So people that's can one of them albums. People can feel how they want to feel, you know, but people's personal life. You have to separate it. And I'm not I'm not saying wrong or right, what he did, what he didn't do. But Bill Cosby, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you if it wasn't for Bill Cosby. That's the truth. Bill Cosby, wonderfulness. I remember the album. He's on a go-kart on the front. Mm -hmm. That's another one that my dad used to make us listen to. Huh. The Chicken Heart That Ate New York City was the skit that Bill Cosby did. And everybody's probably like, damn, Sinister One just aged the hell out of himself <laughs> when he just mentioned <laughs> that one. So... <laughs> um, and today, who do you feel is is the most impactful comedian today? In film, it would be Tiffany Hart. I mean, Tiffany Haddish in film. Mm -hmm. And 
for, hmm, it's a toss up for me, obviously Dave Chappelle, because he's not scared to say what he, what he has to right. say. And I'm very outspoken myself. It's hard for female comedians, though. It's the good old boys. I have to be honest. So I would give it to Dave Chappelle. I mean, I love Kevin Hart, but it's a whole, it's a whole different thing. And I love Jay Farrell. Who right. doesn't love Jay Farrell? Oh, um, yeah. And Tiffany, Tiffany Haddish, who has gotten into some legal troubles, I was kind of upset because she had been promoting all this stuff. Right. And, you know, she saw what Kevin Hart went through mm-hmm. when he got pulled over in his DUI. And yeah. he actually spoke and said, you know, he had to realize that there's a lot of people working for him that depend on him exactly. and his livelihood to keep going. And um, I was kind of upset to see what happened with her. Um, hopefully, you know, she's able to clear these legal issues up because Tiffany Haddish. She virtually came out of nowhere and she just stole the entire world. She was a foster child, you know, Um, and who doesn't like girls trip, even guys. I mean, I could watch that every day and still laugh. And I do have to mention before we before we get off here is the Wayan brothers. I mean, where would we be without Mm. in living color? That's right. That's right. And you look at and people tend to forget all the comedians, white, black, Latino that came out of that. Hey, it gave us J-Lo. It gave us J-Lo. That gave us Jennifer Lopez, too. Yes. It gave us um, Jim Carrey. And -hmm. the Asian Mm -hmm. dude, I can't think think of his name, something Cho, but a lot of people, everybody. Well, here's the thing that bothers me about real quick before we get into my topics let's get into this political we we talked about you know the climate and politics and and being shut down Mm -hmm. people tend to forget one of the reasons why we didn't have dave Chappelle, the reasons why living color ended the reason why arsenio hall was forced off the air was because these were powerful black people who spoke their minds against corporate america exactly you know Arsenio Hall was doing damage to the nighttime ratings. He was going toe-to-toe with Leno and all these guys. He was having guests on. He was calling people out on his show yes. live. Yeah. And and corporate white America, they didn't like they that. They don't want to see that. They didn't like that. Mm-hmm. And they, yep. And they shut Arsenio's show down. down. In, in Living Color, when in, in Living Color started to really touch on the social issues, mm-hmm. the Wayans brothers was was getting censored. Yo, you can't do this no more. You couldn't do that no more. And the Wayans brothers was like, oh, but it was okay when the season first started uh-huh. for us to be minstrel fools for you. <laughs> right. But now you want to shut us down mm-hmm. and take that money away. And then Dave Chappelle and Dave Chappelle, no, and no knock against Jordan Peele, who I love Jordan I do Peele. Too, yeah. But Dave Chappelle mentioned how he felt some type of way to Jordan Peele because he said, hey, Comedy Central, dump me, let me walk away, and then they bring on copycats of my show. Right. And then they got famous off of that, you know, and he and he's real, you know, he's real honest about mm-hmm. that. And I don't hate on Jordan Peele because Jordan Peele built their own success off of that, and I, and I got to love them for that. Right. So, again, everybody out there, when it comes to stand-up comedy, if you're buying your tickets and you're going to see a comedian like CeCe, you're paying to see them speak their minds. So don't go up in their show, then come out the next day and run to the press and tell them that you're offended because of this and this and that. Right. Because you sound foolish. Exactly. You sound foolish. Exactly. Sit down. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sit Have a Sit bourbon down. and be quiet. All right, we're gonna... <laughs> like, like, um, 
what did he say? Uh, Eddie Murphy, when he was talking about, uh, when he called Richard Pryor about Bill Cosby, he said, he said that Richard Pryor said to tell him to have a Coke and a smile and sit down and shut the F up. <laughs> classic, <laughs> classic line from Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor talking about Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. And again, again, I got to mention Red Fox because yes. he, he was he was one of the first. Uh, and a lot of people don't even know about Red no, Fox. They, don't. they just think of Sanford and Son. That's all they and, th- That's all they know is Sanford and Son. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Red Fox. Red Fox was real. If, uh, if you guys real. haven't seen Red Fox stand up routines, poop, be ready because <laughs> yeah. we're talking, we're talking old school hitting the. Ooh, man, you want to see some stuff? See Red Fox. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we got <clears throat> Maria. What's going on? She said that's why Netflix had the platform for artists and comedians so they can express them. Definitely, Maddie C says Eddie Murphy, great comedian. Nice, nice, nice. Gory says. Gloria Shea says, great show. So we're going to get into the news booth. She's going to hang on some topics. Viana Marie is hanging out with us, and we're going to get into the news booth. Uh, funeral arrangements have been announced for State Trooper Tamir Bucci. Um, she was killed last week when she was going to uh, pull over to an assist a person that had broke down. Um, she had turned the lights on, but I guess she didn't realize there was a tractor trailer coming. The tractor trailer hit her cruiser and forced her into a bridge abutment, and she died. Mm. Um she is now being, they, they started the funeral services. Today was the wake. Uh, tomorrow is the funeral. Um, actually, the place that I work for, uh, we're actually providing some buses um, to, to help transport all these officers to her funeral tomorrow. For those who don't know, when an officer dies in the line of duty, um, the state police from every state, they send two representatives and then cities and towns sends one representative from every city and town. So you do the math of how many police officers that is coming to Massachusetts tomorrow for this funeral. This is just mind-boggling. This goes on anytime a police officer is killed in the line of duty, um, and we're already set to go. Every bus company in the area is donating buses to transport these guys to this funeral um, tomorrow. So our hats and our prayers go off to her and her family. She was only like she was 34 years old. I think she was only like on the force for a year or so. She's well known on TikTok and Instagram because she was this workout person before. She was doing security for the, the casino here. And it's just sad. Yes. So um, also, I got to I gotta beat up the news here in Boston. Um, IT News Channel 4, they put a story out there saying the truck driver who struck her car um, has had his license suspended. Everybody's out there now. They're talking about this driver, this operator in a bad way, and this and that, mm. and this and that. And you know what? Sit people? down. Sit down. <laughs> sit down. I'm gonna tell you why to sit down, people. Because you, uh, it's nothing to brag about. But um, unfortunately, myself, I was involved in a car accident when I was younger that involved a fatality. And one of the things that happens when you're involved with a fatality is that your license is automatically suspended pending investigation. This is a this is a registry of motor vehicles, SOP. Um, luckily, in my situation, um, I had an incident with someone on a motorcycle, and this person was speeding. Um, this person was doing 120 miles an hour when they hit my vehicle and died. Um, was a tragic accident. I was a brand new driver at 16 years old when this incident happened. And um, the first thing that happened to me was I lost my license. My license was suspended pending the results of the investigation. 
when the investigation was done and they promised you that it would be done in 90 days, um, I received my license back. But yeah, this is, I don't like how the news stories are really painting this picture of this person as being a bad guy when this is just standard, normal registry of motor vehicles, SOP. Mm -hmm. So please people stop it. Just, just stop it here in Brockton. Brockton has decided to relax the rules for recreational marijuana dispensaries. They are now going to be able to close at 10 p.m. Now, if you guys remember, we added delivery to these dispensaries, and that's tax money, people. That extra two hours of opening, that's tax revenue. So we're going to take care of that one. We're going ex- to look at this one. Now, I'm going to get my comedian in here to chime in on this story coming up. Here we go, people. Oh, my God. If you haven't watched this one, the invasion is coming in the months of May and June. Three-inch Joro spiders. These are spiders that are the size, (laughs) look at their face, the palm of your hand. They're coming from Japan. They accidentally arrived here on shipping containers, and they're saying that these spiders are breeding, and we're going to see them along the East Coast all the way down to Georgia. And these spiders are about the size of your palm. But here's the thing. Not only are these spiders big, these spiders take their webs and they fly through their air to their next habitat like big giant parachutes. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Japan's like, nah. catch a break. First the bats <laughs> and now the spiders. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Japan. We got, so, so we got these... These spiders are coming here, and um, I'm not looking forward to them. As you guys see the picture, this is my hand. Wow. I'm not looking to have no spider fly through the air on some web. Unless it's Spider-Man. This this ain't no Tobey Maguire or Tom Holland coming. (laughs) No, no. And and just imagine it's May, June. Oh, I saw your face. Just imagine being at a look. Mm-mm. Just imagine being at a cookout. Cookout. You you sipping on some henny or something, and this big old Joro spider lands on your boy or your girl. We're right. gonna start seeing these TikToks of these spiders just landing on people or people walking into them. Oh no! Amusement parks because you'd be on the roller coaster, a spider mug you in the face. <laughs> Cedar Point won't be the same. <laughs> Oh, 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 I just got to chill through my, I know my son Terrell, if my son Terrell is watching, he probably already shed it off. He's probably like, oh, don't even talk about that. Don't even talk about that. Okay. Oh man. You just ruined my summer. (laughs) Getting into the legal booth. Now, one of the things about my show, the booth, we like to tell people about things that they don't know about. We like to educate people. So one of the topics that I've been touching base on and talking about is this McDonald's McFlurry thing. Um, you know, there's this big joke about the McDonald McFlurry machines being broken nationwide and everybody. So I'm about to educate everybody and open their eyes as to what's really going on and why the McFlurry machines are broken. So for those who don't know, there's two companies involved. <clears throat> Taylor is one company. And the second company is, I think its name is <clears throat> Jiri. I forget. Or hold on, let me find this name. Kitsch. Kitsch is the second company. So Kitsch came up with a way to fix these machines. 
the reason why the machines aren't getting fixed is because the company Taylor monopolized the contract to fix the machine. So in other words, Taylor is the company that's contracted to fix the McFlurry machines across the country. So in other words, when the machines are broken, Taylor comes in and is supposed to fix those machines. They're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Why? Because they've got the contract. They bought up all the smaller companies and they control the narrative. And this is horrible because what happens is, is that McDonald's has these machines down and this company doesn't fix them. Well, Kitsch is a company who came up with a way to fix these machines and be able to fix them remotely. And Kitsch was shut down by Taylor um, because Kitsch, Kitsch actually caught Taylor trying to reverse engineer the tool to fix the product, um, which is crazy. Because this is this is a big deal. This is a big deal. So if Taylor was able to reverse engineer the tool that would diagnose and be able to fix these McDonald's machines, Kitsch would be the one to get the contract and take this contract away from Taylor if they stepped up and approached McDonald's. So Taylor right now is actually manipulating McDonald's um, to where they think that Kitsch is stealing. They're trying to steal this work and this and that. Um, so Kitsch has turned around and filed a $90 billion lawsuit against Taylor and McDonald's. So whenever you're thinking and talking about this McFlurry machine issue, just remember, people, this is this is about money right now. Mm -hmm. This has nothing to do about laziness. This isn't nothing. And again, everybody talks about, well, why don't they just fix the machine? Why don't they just, they can't. The, the machines are contracted to be repaired by this company, which is why you, your $15 employee can't fix and clean that machine because it's it's a contract. And if they do that, guess what happens? McDonald's is going to be sued by Taylor for breach of contract mm -hmm. on repairs of these machines. So it's a very, very great legal story to talk about and learn about. So next time when you're at a bar and somebody talks about the McFlurry machines, you can say, hey, this is why. And they're going to say, no way. And then you can win that $50 bet at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> and tell them you learned it here on the booth. Um, UFC fighter Cain Velasquez has been denied bail for attempted murder. This is a tough one. I'm going to ask you about this one, too. Um, Cain Velasquez is an MMA fighter. Um, his daughter goes to a daycare. And they had an incident where his daughter was almost molested by a man at the daycare. Now, Cain Velasquez finds out that this man was already on trial for previous molestations of children. But in California, he was released. He didn't have to pay any bail, and he was back out on the street when he committed this possible act of almost molesting Cain Velasquez's son. Well, guess what Cain Velasquez does? And I don't... I, look, I'm not preaching for anybody to do this, but Cain Velasquez went, he hunted this man down, he pulled up on his car... And he tried to shoot and kill this man. But at the same time, this man was in his car with his father and his brother. And they also were shot, which is why oh, he was denied bail. The question is, is that um, she says, how do you almost molest someone? Um, the man showed up at the school and was trying to take the daughter and he was stopped. So he was stopped from being able to take the daughter and it was called in. Cain Velasquez didn't wait. Cain Velasquez is a dad, and he was like, I'm not waiting. This dude was already released on bail for this, you know? So um, it's tough. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're the mother of an autistic son. 
You know, your 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 thing when he was growing up was I'm pretty sure was to protect him when he was growing up, right? Exactly. And my degree is in early childhood. So I taught <clears throat> three-year-olds at the Jewish community center. So I um obviously and, and I'm a survivor of gun violence. So this is a this is a tough one for me. Um him being a fighter, I do understand be and being a dad first. Forget the fighter part of it he's a dad <laughs> and this is a preschool not that it's right when you're in junior high school elementary school but you're talking about a preschool child and supposedly you know when when you when you're violated or you you've been to jail or what have you for child molestation you're not supposed to live anywhere near the school now i don't know how this man got to the school or whatever happened i don't know the backstory but I can say, I, again, being a survivor of gun violence, sometimes you wish you could have do-overs, but he committed a crime with a gun. So the no bail, maybe it, it's just a tough one. I mean, our legal system, what are you going to do? I think sometimes you have to take a step back. Um, but I have twins. And if anybody put, you, we all know. If anybody messes with your child, it's, it, you, it, my mother always said, you know, it, it's just, I don't know what to say. I, I'm almost speechless. I feel bad that the man is in prison without bail, but at the same time, there were other people in the car. Um, not that it would make it and right that, if yeah, they were in the car by themselves. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. is his dad and other people, you know what I mean? So I just think that we just can't be ram everybody can't be Rambo or taking crimes. If everybody does that, then the world is gonna be a bloody place. Um I just And I think that's the issue. And that's and and that's the issue why they denied the bail was right. because they said he was reckless. Yeah. They said, you know, there were other people in that car when he rolled up and just shot into the car. Exactly. Um they're saying it's reckless. So now it makes you wonder, damn. If there wasn't anybody in this car, how would the courts have felt on this one? Exactly. Would he have been able to use that is that temporary moment of insanity? Mm -hmm. You know that, and I would have to ask Ken. I would have to have my my legal guys something of that sort. Right. Would he have gotten away with that one? You know, mm -hmm. and he still may be able to get away with that temporary moment of insanity when his yeah he snapped yeah. So any any parent, if you're not a parent, a lot of people I see out there that are saying he should be in jail and this and that. A lot of these people. That are saying this, I hate to say this, they're not parents. No. Um, a majority of people who are parents, um, they're they're siding with Cain Velasquez. I can tell you right now, I love my two boys. My two boys are grown as hell. Right. But I'll tell you right now, they, their mother and me, oh my God, I would protect my kids for the life of me. You know, I wouldn't I would never, ever, ever. But again, I get it. And it, you know, it's a it's a story to watch. Cain Velasquez, if you guys haven't heard, um, this is a major, major story, and he's got a lot of people supporting him in the, in, in his time so mm -hmm. we'll see uh getting into the entertainment booth uh marvel has replaced the punisher's controversial logo now i don't agree with this at all and i'm going to show you guys this is the new logo right here that's the new punisher logo right there um as you guys know the punisher logo was a skull and now it's this this um japanese demon um who redeemed himself? That's that that skull of that Japanese demon. So we're gonna look into this. The reason why they changed it, um, 
is because, and I don't agree with this, Marvel's a big company. Marvel's putting out a ton of movies. Marvel is changing the logo because the logo has been adopted by white supremacists mm. and those who went and did what they did on January 6th. A lot of military personnel have adopted the logo. And my feeling is is this. Marvel, why, why change the logo? Just sue them. Just sue everybody who's taking your logo right. and doing whatever with it. That's my feeling. Right. My feeling is is maybe Marvel, even though the character's likeness of the Punisher is trademarked, maybe the logo wasn't trademarked. I don't know. But my feeling is is Marvel should have just sued all these people. Maybe the or maybe they just felt the logo was out there so much it wasn't worth trying to sue everybody who was utilizing this logo, you know, their brand, and said let's just change it. You know, maybe they maybe Marvel just felt. That's the way out. But if what do you guys think in the chat? What do you guys think? Do you think Marvel should have just sued everybody affiliated with this logo? Or do you think they did the right thing? Just drop it in the chat. I'd like to see some people's answers. What do you think, Cece? Because you're you're a comedian. You have a brand, you know? I think that you're right. They should have sued everybody. It's just, and I feel the same way about the Indians changing to the Guardians. Um, you know, we're Black. And they used to have black sambos and the little statues on the lawn with the black faces. I'm sorry, Indians with the teepees and the feathers. Chief Wahoo, maybe they could have just kept the Indians and got rid of Chief Wahoo. But people are so sensitive, like you said, about hecklers coming to comedy and they're offended. Marvel is, to me, I would have sued. Why are you changing the logo when other people are using it you know, invading the capital. Those people are idiots anyway. You know, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're getting a little political. And Viana Marie, she said, Viana Marie might be right. She says it's easy to change it up and make that money. And she's right. She's right in a way because yeah. Punish is coming back. Punish is coming back to Netflix. Yeah. And you can utilize all of this to make right. money on That's the return true. of the Punisher. So she's right. Mm -hmm. They might've said, hey, it might just be better to change the logo and make that cash. That does because make sometimes, sense. And I've said this yeah. before. Yep, I've said this before. In this era of the 2020s, bad press has been good press for people. We've seen true. it time true. and time again where people take bad press and turn it into millions of dollars. Look at look at Kanye. Look at Kanye, oh. bad press. And he's he's making still making money hand over fist. Oh. So mm -hmm. like Viana Marie just said, why spend money suing? And that's it. That the, the logo's out there with so many people. Why spend that money trying to sue all of these people? Let's just take it away and just come up with something new. Um and there's the logo there. Sports booth here in Massachusetts, Patriots release two time Super Bowl champion Kyle Van Noy from the defense. Um, that's going to free up $5 million from the cap. But hey, hey, people, don't get worried or upset. There's a good chance Kyle Van Noy may be back. Sometimes they release somebody to make that cap space, and then once they get all their free agents signed and do whatever they need to do, they bring people back. It's happened here twice, and I think I can't remember the players off my off my head who it happened with, but we did have two players that we released. Everybody was kind of upset, and then when everything was all said and done after the free agency period, we brought those people back just before the season kicked off. Dave Haggerty in the chat says, rebranded equals more money. Yep, New England yeah. Patriots, they rebranded, yeah. and look what the Patriots, the Patriots became the number two team as far as sales go <clears throat> um, in the NFL when they change their brand. So rebranding does equal more money. And in the case of the Punisher, this may be why. Right. That's true. Um, also, also in the sports booths, 
quarterback Aaron Rodgers just signs, well, he hasn't. He's agreed to a four-year mm-hmm. deal to become the highest-paid player in NFL history. So for me, this story tells me that Aaron Rodgers is petty as f. Why? Because as long as Tom Brady was in the league, yep. Aaron Rodgers in his contract, he had a stipulation that whatever Tom Brady got paid, he would have to be matched that offer. As we all know historically, Tom Brady took pay cut after pay cut after pay cut here while he was in New England. Guess what that did? That affected Aaron Rodgers' baseline on his contract. So because Tom Brady was taking pay cut after pay cut, Aaron Rodgers was never getting paid what he felt should get paid. Tom Brady's now retired. Guess what Aaron Rodgers does? Well, I'm going to probably sign for four more years and make that money being the top quarterback because guess what? Everybody else is pretty much retired. Drew Brees is gone. Tom Brady's gone. The only one he really has to compete with is Russell Wilson. I'm about to talk about Russell Wilson because he's no longer in the NFC. He's now in the AFC playing for the Denver Broncos. So, you know, you you watch football? You up on your football, CC? I'm obsessed with sports. My my twins will tell you. Obsessed. And when I was at the spa today with Chandler, that's all they were talking about was Aaron Rodgers. And the first thing I said, he waited until Tom Brady. Re- we're big Tom Brady fans. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. now that just, he is one insecure person. Tom Brady was like, see you guys later. Now he's going to capitalize off of Tom Brady's success. There's no, I mean, Tom Brady's the goat. The records. He's the goat. Yeah. He's the goat. Oh, see, that's, co- yep, that's coming from CC. So we'll see. We'll see. And as I just mentioned, guess what? The Broncos have now traded. Uh, gave up multiple picks, and they're going to get Russell Wilson and Sierra. Yes, and Sierra. <laughs> One of my idols. Oh, they're getting Sierra down there. So, yes. um, And I don't know why these two shouldn't. Viana Marie says, why should he? Why not, though? It's petty, Viana. What 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 Aaron Rodgers is doing is petty. He knows he's too old. He, he knows it's time for Come him on. to step down. Ben Roethlisberger mm-hmm. stepped down. Come on, right. Aaron. You ain't going to do four more years in Green Bay in the cold, the tundra? No. Come on, Aaron. You couldn't even lie about getting the COVID vaccination correctly. <laughs> I know Tom and his wife are at home cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Um, but the Broncos are getting Russell Wilson. Yes. Russell Wilson is now going to be in the AFC West. That's woo. Man, what that does for that division. Oh, my goodness, guys. That's that's a crazy division right now with Russell Wilson added to Denver. That's that's right there. That's right there. So we're going to see what happens with Russell Wilson. They're coming out of that dreary Seattle. Uh, Sierra's going to be real close to California now being in Denver. Um, Let's see what happens. I've always felt these two should have had a reality TV show by now, and it hasn't happened. He's actually begging for another kid. Right now, um, oh, it'll have, she'll so give we'll him see. one. She bounces back so quickly. Look how good she looks. She'll give him one. But she hasn't. She hasn't made any music. She hasn't really made any music since she got married to him, and that, that bugs me because she was making some good music. Yeah, but she's happy, and we all deserve to be in love. And if I was married to him, I wouldn't even do comedy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She said, I'll be home. Exactly. Making babies. If I was younger. <laughs> I'll be home. Be Russell Wilson is, is the man. Mm. 
Um, this here, this is a big story, people. Um, this is something that everybody kind of needs to keep an eye on. And um, this is this is a big one. A lot of people aren't paying attention to it. So the WNBA star, Brittany Gaynor, for those who don't know who Brittany Gaynor is, she plays <clears throat> in the WNBA. Her team actually lost, Phoenix Mercury, they actually lost the WNBA championship last year. Um, she, now this, listen to this, people. Brittany Gaynor also won U.S. gold in the Olympics 2012 and I think 20, 2016 and 2021, number one. Uh, she won U.S. gold. She's one of the WNBA's most prolific players at this time. Right now, guess what happens? The WNBA was actually on tour in Russia when all this stuff happened, and they were told to get home, get out, get back here to the U.S. And while they were trying to get back here to the U.S., guess what happens? All of a sudden, Miss Gaynor's bag has hashish vape oil. So she's now locked up and now could end up spending 10 years in jail in Russia. This is politics, people. Anybody who hasn't heard this story yet, this is all political. I would not be surprised. They knew who she was. They knew what her value was, was to America. And once the sanctions began, they snatched her up at the airport and now they're holding her. Um, her attorney, her family, and everybody's on it. But I'm just telling everybody, pay attention. This is going to be a bigger story. Um, I I have no doubt in my mind that Russia is going to utilize Brittany Gaynor as a as in Gloria Shea. She says a pawn. They are. She's going to be a political prisoner. Russia is going to use her as an example. I am in fear of her life. Yes. Um, and and I'm waiting because I have a feeling that Biden is going to be it's going to be brought as far up as Biden mm-hmm. to talk about this if she doesn't get released. I think that, that I think this is where this is headed. Um, like I said, we'd like to talk about things real early on the booth before people, you know, get notified and then they're in shock. Let's get let's get angry about this now. This is yeah. this is real. This is real. This is she's a pawn, <clears throat> you know, and they knew what they was doing. The Russians know what they're doing. The KGB is merciless. So. I, it does not surprise me, um, but we'll see. We will see on this one. And um, I got a couple of trailers for you guys before we get into the Biden bombshells. And um, I got a, I'm got a big fan of Sandra Oh. She's a uh, female Asian actress. Uh, she's been on a ton of TV shows. I first saw her on Arliss. Um, she's doing a horror movie called Uma, where she's possessed by her Asian mother and for those who know about Asian mothers and daughters, um, that relationship between Asian mothers and daughters has been historically a stereotypical situation. Um, and a lot of Asian women will tell you about it and speak about it. Um, the Joy, I think it was the Joy Luck Club kind of featured on that relationship there between Asian mothers and daughters. But this is now a horror film. Sandra O oh is getting a lot of talk. And then I also got a trailer for you guys. Adrian Brody playing Protector and clean um adrian brody this is a black film with adrian brody in it um i'm gonna show you this trailer gritty as hell but here you go let me show you these two trailers and we're gonna be back with more cc bullock after this on the booth i think there's something wrong mom what is this we need more colonies but that's a lot more work but it's nothing the two of us can't handle together. 
life is so retro. Do you even have a phone? No. So how do you talk to your friends? My mom is my friend. Stop! Turn it off! Who are you? Your mom has gone. In this house, your mom will be hurt. No! Get out of my house. 도대체 어떤 딸인 이 엄마를 버리고 떠나니? 어? What's in the suitcase? What's going on? I'm fine. I'm just worried about you. I said I'm fine. Who is this woman? That's my mama. That was all she had. I remember so much screaming. I didn't want you to know her. Why? Some Koreans believe that life's hardships are caused by the tormented spirits of their ancestors. Amanda, you okay? I think there's something wrong. Is this what you want? A final resting place? There used to be families in every house on this street. You could hear the kids laughing all the time. What's going on? It's cold. Grandma's out. I left my key inside. You hungry? You know, we don't need anyone to save us. I'm just trying to save myself. I'm still looking for answers. I just don't know the questions anymore. I've got blood on my hands. No matter how hard I try, I can't wash away the past. Sorry about the smell. I'm used to it. For your trouble. I'm good. Most guys I sponsor, they got a hard time doing work. But you, you got a different sort of malady. Yeah, it ain't the work, it's the letting go. Your grandma's gonna worry. You ain't my father. You find a way to make peace with it, or it makes war with you. What's up? We close. I'm gonna have to open you up. What? God has a plan. Kill the girl and the old lady. Make it messy. I'm gonna make it right. Home protection. Hunting. A trash man. It wasn't always a trash man. I don't know where you going to catch me. You sent me to kill a grim reaper. You 
Is that final way to make peace? I did. How'd you get this number? Same way I got your address. We're back here. All right, we're back here in the booth. That was Oma and Adrian Brody. Clean man, two good trailers. I had to. I had to show you guys those. I can't wait. Um, Sandra O, oh, as we were talking, also Grey's Anatomy. You said you love her. You said she's a good actress, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that looks like a good scary movie too. That mother daughter you know, mother daughter relationship is nothing to play with. Right, exactly, and like I said, you know, from that Asian perspective, and you know, they, that's a type of movie that has black people yelling at the screen too. You know how we be sometimes, <laughs> right? Especially the first first weekend it comes out. <laughs> I was I was sitting here watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Netflix, and I was like I said, when I go to the movies, I'm quiet because I I don't want to be that guy at the movies. But if I'm at home, right. well, I'm yelling at the TV. I'm yeah, you know, and, and and you know, for me, I'm sitting here and I'm like, man, I'm watching this Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I was loving it. You know, it was a good movie and stuff. I'm actually going to talk about that next week when I get on the air. I got some people I'm going to talk about that with. But um, let's get into Biden bombshells because we got got to get ready to get out of here in a little while. I got uh, Maddie C Sports for you and me coming up. That's a show I co-produce, and also Happy Hour with Lito. Two great shows, part of Triple Threat. Thursday, Tuesday, and I'm trying to rush my week here. Mitchell McKinnon, what's going on, man? Thank you for tuning in. Um, but let's get into the Biden bombshells. Um, I'm not real happy. I watched the State of the Union last week. Uh, Joe Biden's up there. He's talking about Russia's invasion of Ukraine. It was real fresh. And I was upset because, you know, he gets on the topic of veterans not being treated correctly. He starts talking about his son, Bo Biden who we all know has passed away. And then Lauren Bobert, Congresswoman Lauren Bobert and Marjorie Green, uh, Green Taylor, they jump up and start heckling Biden and talking about the 13 veterans who died. And it was really an awkward, ignorant moment for the GOP. Uh, for me, there's a place and there's a time for that. But Lauren Bobert, look, she's a closet racist, number one. Right. Um, she's got some heat on her right now because she got up there and made a joke. So for those who don't know, first of all, they did this thing at the, at the state of the union, which a lot of people are unhappy about. Um, Mitt Romney even called him out, but what pisses me off the most about Lauren is that to this week, the crown act bill HR two five five one, I think it is. Uh, the HR bill for the Crown Act. For those who don't know what the Crown Act is, this is a bill that's now at the federal level. It started in California, which will allow black people to be able to wear their hair the way they want to wear their hair naturally and not be criticized, not lose their job, not be uh, ostracized or not promoted because of their hair. It, uh, it protects black people 
pretty much this is how this all started. This is mm-hmm. this is going to become law. You have eight protected things in law in the workplace right now. Your gender, your sex, your creed, your race, all that's protected by federal law. Well, if this crown bill is passed, hair will now be protected under federal law. And it not just only helps black people, it helps people of all races who have different type of textures of hair. <clears throat> she gets up there and puts her vote in for this bill on nay, of a nay. She puts a nay bill up there, a vote. Now, instead of calling it the Crown Act, you know what she calls it when she gets up there, CC? No. She calls it the bad, she calls it the bad hair bill. Oh, no. Come on. That's craziness. They just won't let us. This is, this is, this this is in the, this is this is at the federal level to be voted in as a law. There's an actual name for this law. Right. It's called the Crown, the Crown Act. Because your hair and you is get your crown. Thing. And she called it the bad hair bill. Wow. Now, for all you people out here who support her and think she's all this and all that and doesn't see anything wrong with this, it is something wrong with this. Mm-hmm. This woman is a professional. She is elected to her seat to represent the people. That that are her, her her constituents, you're supposed to represent. So when you get up there and you call this the bad hair bill, guess what? You ain't representing me by no. calling it that, because you're not recognizing it for what it's for. The Crown Act is here for a reason, because black people have been. Um, yes, it is, Mitchell. The Crown Act is a law in certain states. It is. It is in certain states, but right now we are now at the level where it's going to become federal. Mm-hmm. The Crown Act is about to go federal. In other words, a lot of states have adopted it, but now once it becomes federal, then all 50 states have to honor the Crown Act. In other words, you can't be denied this or that because of your natural hair. And for her to get up there as a congresswoman... yes. And call it the bad hair bill. That's worse than her heckling Biden last week at the State of the Union, which it which pissed me off. That pissed me off. But this here pissed me off even more because that just goes to show you the privilege of some of these people who just don't get it. No, just don't get it. And I see you because you came up. You know, you know how it is. You were just talking about the white and dark. Exactly. In the black culture, right? And the and the and the hair thing, the hair thing was also an issue within the black culture too. It still is, you know, you know because of the the relaxer. Speak I, on it. I, Speak I, on it. I've been natural for five years. Yes, I have blonde in my hair. Yes, I get a silk press, but I also wear locks, um, depending on where I'm traveling to or what I want to do. So it's my right. This is my crown. If my hair doesn't look good, I don't look good. And a bad hair day is that's an insult to us as black people, even Jewish people. Some of them have what we call nappy hair. Okay. Barbara Streisand used to take an iron to straighten her hair, like an actual iron that you press your clothes with. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of Jews, well, first of all, we know where our heritage comes from and we know if you from your religious background that it was Jews, you know, so to just say we had a bad hair day, that's like if you wake up and you have bed hair. This is if I'm wearing locks, if I'm wearing dreads, I should be able to have come into my job and get the same respect as anybody else, especially people on the news. 
This is a big deal. There was a lot of newscasters that were fired because they they wore locks or whatever different type of style we consider even an Afro, you know, but it was fine in the 70s and the Black Panther movement. Now, because we don't want to wear relaxers anymore, it's a problem for people. And unfortunately, like yeah. you said, white privilege. She knows better. Um, and I, I don't even want to say it's white privilege. I just want to say that it's racism and ignorance because she's just, I mean, you can see to heckle the president, just period, she looks like a fool. You respect him. Like you said, she's a servant of the people. So if she's going to act like that at the State of the Union address, can you imagine what she does in a private setting when they're meeting? Woo! Woo! And there, look, people, you don't have to look far. No. Nope. Lauren Brober, you can look up her videos of her speaking at these, these different conferences. And some of the mm -hmm. stuff that she's saying is some scary. She should have, to be honest, she should have never even been elected as a congresswoman. No. But you know how it is. She's attractive. And, you know, she puts her whole good face on for everybody. Then when they get in, you really see who they're really about. And that's, and that's what happens. Gloria Shea says it's all because we ourselves do not understand our own heritage true true that's, that's deep true but that is true i can't wait to see that's snl true. on saturday because you know they are going to be right there on it um from a co comedian side you know I, more power to saturday night live because look how the ratings have gone up since when we had trump for president mm -hmm. and yeah, uh, they, Alec did, they did it right. Satire. They did. They did. Yep, satire is protected. Satire is protected. They did a damn good job. It won them some Emmys and it saved their ass. Yes. And, I get, and Trump says that. He credits the fact that, they, and that's right. He, he's damn right. If it wasn't for him, you know. Uh, Mitchell McKinnon says, how she says stuff comes off like a huge red flag. You're right, Mitchell. Mm -hmm. You are right. There's a If you haven't seen it, people... If you haven't looked her up and checked out some of the crazy things that she said at some of these events, um, she said things about black people. She said things about Jewish people. She she's oh man, she's, she's a dangerous person. Everybody, she's a dangerous congresswoman, mm -hmm. and you see, she's right there with Marjorie Green Taylor, who's another dangerous person in government. These are two people you don't want together or on any ticket. Um, Ukraine invasion. Let's get into this as we get out of here. We only got two more topics to talk about. Uh, Joe Biden this morning. So all y'all people out there talking about gas prices and do this. Sit, sit down. down. Sit down. Joe Biden has just banned the purchase of Russian oil and Russian gas. Now that only makes up 10%. Russia only makes up 10% of what is bought here in this country. But guess what's going to happen? Because of this, OPEC is going to answer and the price per barrel is going to climb again. We're already seeing $5 for gas. But here's the other thing, people. I see a lot of people talking and complaining about the gas prices. But again, like here in Massachusetts, if we removed all the taxes that are put onto gas by the cities and states, your gas would probably be in most areas around $2. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people don't realize that the city and state puts taxes on your gas to make up for the shortfalls and shortcomings of other things within the government. Like here in Massachusetts, I believe we're paying like a 40 cent extra tax that was instated by Baker to help pay for overages of costs at the MBTA that's not being covered federally. So for those who talk all this stuff, 
get your education, do your homework, and realize that it, you know. And the president doesn't control the gas prices. No, he it's all controlled by OPEC. It's a it's a market. It's a market. So he's banning the purchase of Russian oil and he's banning the purchase of gas from Russia. Uh, but Putin has lost 4,000 soldiers. And we talked about this on the show last week. Um, Putin is being embarrassed right now because this shouldn't have been that hard. Uh, Putin thought he was going to go into the Ukraine and, and have it within 48 hours. Guess what? A lot of countries have stepped up and they're sending Ukraine a lot of ton of stuff. And I myself even posted the fact about, hmm, remember that conversation, that perfect phone call when Trump wasn't going to give the Ukraine the anti-tank javelin missiles, hmm, which is now being used to keep back Russia? It makes you think, people, there's no proof, but if they didn't get those javelin rockets when Trump threatened them with that, mm -hmm. where would Ukraine be right Ooh. now? Um it, it makes you think it's just things to ponder and things, you know, to wonder. Um, Ukraine also was sharing videos of the tanks running out of fuel. It's an embarrassment. Um, I'm not happy with the fact that Russia has taken over a couple of nuclear targets um, and caused fires and things of that sort. Uh, Putin is crazy. Um, right now, the government is going after his oligarchs, which is a good thing. Those are all the people that make the money off the Russian oil and they're living it up with super mansions and super everything, yachts and stuff. And they're, uh, Poland, oh, Mitchell just said, Poland traded MiG-29s for F-16 planes from the U.S. to give to Ukraine. Nice. Mm. Nice. That that levels the playing field wow, there. That's awesome. As far as airspace. Yep, that's awesome. So I'm, I'm, I'm loving that. Um, also, in the Biden bombshells, before we get out of here, uh, the last thing I want to talk about is Biden is also set to announce an executive order tomorrow reviewing cryptocurrency. The reason why he wants to review cryptocurrency is because the sanctions are now in place. They're hurting Russia. But what Russia is doing is that they're doing business utilizing cryptocurrency with China and those other countries that he's dealing with. So what he wants to do, he wants to cut off that chain of, of you know, of circumventing the sanctions. So once he does that, you know, this is a big deal. Um, there were two of Putin's uh, oligarchs who had to step down from some type of thing, and it's going to cost them $22 billion to step down in income. Twenty. Imagine that. Imagine the amount of money these people are making off the oil. Mm -hmm. $22 billion in the first year. They're wow. Gonna... So when, when, when you look at this and what's going on, people, you got to be fearful because these are men who are making an astronom astronomical amount of money and living the lives that none of us will ever be able to live. Yeah. And these are all Putin's buddies. And you know what? He's answering to these powerful guys, just like um, Biden answers to Congress and the Senate. Putin answers to these money guys, and they're going to be the ones that are going to tell Putin what to do. And this is where you got to be scared, scared of, because when when men lose their riches like these men are losing, desperation sets in. And the question is, is how desperate can these men force Putin to go? That's that's where. And and the other thing is too is. China still playing this. You know, they're doing stuff behind the scenes that we know about and we're watching and we're monitoring, but China is still, they're not, 
because China knows. China knows they're doing a lot of business with Russia, but but we do a lot of business with Russia too. So China knows, man. We want to get involved, but we also don't want to cut off our nose to save our face because U.S. spends a lot of money in China yeah, too. Yeah. So you know the Chinese are like, man, <laughs> oh, uh, we we we. We, we pushing iPhones out on a regular. Okay, to the US. and all of Trump's <laughs> merch is made in China. <laughs> you know, so man, anything you want to speak on before we get out of here on that? Yeah, I just want to say it's some scary times. Um, I'm I'm not going outside in May with the spiders. I'm gonna stay away from the Russians, <laughs> and I, you know. Vodka, but I heard today that Russia that they're pulling um McDonald's is pulling out of Russia. Did you hear that? Yes, they did. A yeah. lot of companies, yeah, 50 companies have pulled out of Russia. Yeah. 50 big name companies are pulling out of Russia. Um, and McDonald's is one of the first to say, We're done, we're pulling out, and you know, you lose that import. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, it's it's good stuff. I like to see more of that. And vodka, and, um, shoot. I I mean, you know, this is gonna be it's gonna be ugly, and, and Putin is just a puppet. And now people understand that he's a puppet. And here's the thing: we've got we've got people here established. Fifty Cent, Sean Combs, all you guys out there who are making your own um, tequilas and things of that sort. Guess what? Time to step up, fellas. Fifty Cent, all you guys out the there, rock. stop making some vodkas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop Rock's making the vodkas, man. So let's let's get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's step up. Let's let's get these guys branded. You know, Nas is in there. He's 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 sponsoring Hennessy, but let's let's get something from Nas. He got a ton of money out there ready to do. Jay Z, jump into that. Wayne Wade is season. in wine. Him and Gabriel. Let's make some vodka. That we can do this. Yep. Let's get on it. Mm -hmm. Let's get on it, people. You know what? We don't need we don't need to get the Russian vodkas in here. No. And you know, let's let's do what we need to do. Do what we need to do. Black culture, step up. That's right. <laughs> hey, um, let people know where they can see you next and where you're going to be and your social media before we get out of here. All right. My social media is, unfortunately, I was hacked. So I have a new IG, and it's comedian, spelled the female way. So it's C-O-M-E-D-I-E-N-N-E-C-C, -E -N -N -E -C -C, which is C-I-C-I -C -I block. B-U-L-L-O-C-K. And on Facebook, I'm Cheryl, C-H-E-R-Y-L Bullock. And I will be at Funny Stop. I'm the feature is my first time being the feature at Funny Stop on Thursday, March 10th. Um, and then the 17th, I will be hosting our own thing, the comic book. It'll be the third Thursday of every month coming to Pinecrest Silver Spot in Orange Village, Ohio. And um, nice, and I see, yeah, I see Kevin Jeffries in the chat. He does a show out there in Ohio. He does a podcast, Happy Hour with Lido. He's tied in with Ari Spears, and um, I forget the other the other comedian's name that he's tied in with over there. Uh, maybe he can stop over and give you a check out. And where else are you going to be? You said after um, this one. So funny stop on Thursday, March tenth, and then on March seventeenth, I will be at Silver Stop, Silver Spot, which is the movie theater. At Pinecrest is what the mall's name is in Orange Village, Ohio. You can get your tickets, tag T-E-G media. So it's all one word, T-E-G-M-E-D-I-A dot org. Tickets are two for 30 or one for 20. 
what else are you doing on St. Patrick's Day? Come and have some laughs with me. Happy hour starts at four o'clock. The show starts at eight. That's Thursday, Ooh. March 17th. And Kevin Jeffrey says the other gentleman with Ari Spears is Andy Steinberg, and he says he's going to be actually with them this weekend, hanging out with Ari Spears and uh, Andy Andy Steinberg. So good good stuff from Kevin Jeffries. And um, hey, I'm glad to have you on. You was on for the whole hour with me. Good stuff. Thank you. Uh, check her also out. She's auditioning for Sugar the Play, right? Which is Gloria Shay's production. Which you guys see the promo for that. Um, we're going to be updating that promo pretty soon with those who end up landing the parts. So we want to make sure we take care of that and get, get ready to get out of here. So you guys can check out, um, my man, Maddie C sports for you and me and happy hour with Lito. I got to thank everybody who bought the hats. Uh, check these guys out sporting the sinister one productions hats. They had sold out. I've got to get my butt in gear and get myself, um, my hoodies that my son's been asking me for. These are all the shows that I produce. Make sure you check them out. Support them. Talk back with Gloria Shea. She's got Kenyon Glover on her show this Saturday. Maddie, see you. Sports for you me. Happy hour with Lito are coming up in the next hour, hour and a half. And then we got Oscar Mike Radio on Thursdays. And then there's my T-shirt winner, Felicia and Mike Smith. A7FL. I'm in conversation with them to get back on this show to talk about this new football league, no pad football tackle league that's coming on. And there's a final picture of myself with Mr. Melodic. Uh, he performed at Club Jewel last week with my artist, Viana Marie. She was in the house. And Gilberto, Gilberto what's up to these guys? Uh, Mr. Melodic is affiliated with Bone Thugs and Harmony. And um, we had a good time at the show this past week. Do something else! That's That's it! That's all we want! That's all I want. Do something else! (laughs) Holy (laughs) Oh, man. We gotta get out of here. Kevin Jeffrey says, I need another beanie. Beanies are gone. Um, Oh, Kevin Jeffrey says he's actually gonna be at the Columbus, Ohio Funny Bone. That's where he's gonna be this weekend with those two guys. Uh, Well, tell him that. CC Bullock would love to share the stage with him. Just give me a call oh, or dude, message me. If you can get down there. Kevin Jeffries, hit her up, man. Kevin Jeffries, hit her up. Let her know that you guys are going to be down there. That's uh, Cheryl Bullock on Facebook. We want to reach out to her and, and jump on that. And that's it, fellas, ladies, everybody for tuning in, everybody who's in the chat. Good stuff. Um, and we'll be here next week. As you guys saw, I got Rap Root Mass Holes are going to be on with me next week. And then the week after that is Newbie Rateau, Emmy Award winner Newbie Rateau, whose new film, I Am You. And hey, SpongeBob, do me a favor, take us home. Well, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to The Booth on Hoobazoo and HatcherRadio.com. Please follow the Facebook page and subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. The Booth is a Sinister One production hosted by Sinister One. I've got to start hanging out with friends that are a little more intelligent and understand politics and stuff. It's just that I'm up on this level up here and all my friends are down here. Me, nah. You guys, nah. Maybe a little more down, down in here. Screw you guys, I'm going home. I smoke, I drink, I do my thing. These bitches hating, so you know I got to make it plain. Don't do cocaine with your chick, my main. We stick together, true forever, yeah, you know we bang. I miss those days.
switch was easy If only I made it You don't repeat Now that I done upgraded I've been upstate But y'all think I'm playing And I gotta hit now For these weak ass hoes Who think I ain't slaying Try me, try me And I'll probably end up laughing Cause I never back down I'm that chick with a clean ass whip I don't need that shit Cause I got my own now I get hot, I get tired of fussing, fighting, guess I gotta crack down Don't mess with me, cause on everything, I'ma have to bring the whole city out W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O, that's who is it I come W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O, that's who is it I come